Well, I was born and raised in Scranton, PA. Lifeguard by the pools where I spent my days. Till a dude named Corn Pop, who wasn't that cool, started making trouble at the swimming pool. So I took a chain, wrapped it around my legs. They were hairier than my other legs. Not, not my, but black kids would touch them. Come on, man. Then I got on a train and moved to D.C. Jirak Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around and sucked fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed the boy on the lips. What are you looking at? I wrote the damn bill. I hold the ladies tight and stiff all their hairs. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president. I was a winner. Winner was me. Now I sit at my desk as a present friendly. It is March 30th, 2000. And 22. Welcome to the Daily Rob. Check the description for the link tree. It has all of Rob's sites. Now, in a world where censorship happens every day and even the greatest names in history get censored, make sure you are subscribed to us on at least one other platform. I think that's the least you can do as a patriot. Now, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Hello, Stu. Yes, if you don't want to see your country turn into a dark abyss of totalitarian communism, do what Stu says. Hit those buttons. Um, it helps us stay on the air because they hate us. Because why? We tell the goddamn truth. We tell the truth. Correct, Stu. Stu, I've had a busy day. Everybody wants a piece of me all the time. I mean... Supermodels want to know what they want, well, what they should wear. I got people getting divorced. I got tax issues from some clients and financial things here and there. Hardly had a chance to bill any hours today, Stu. Anyway, Stu, uh, let's get right to the news, Stu. You brought up a story yesterday about uh, Madison Cawthorn, who said that he gets approached in Washington by people who want to do drugs and have him participate in orgies. Well, uh, Republican Minority Leader McCarthy today said, I'll talk to him. Apparently, some Republicans were upset. Hmm. All I'm going to say, Stu, is, hmm. <laughs> Stu, have you seen Joe Biden's cheats, cheat sheets um, in which his staff, but really Obama, uh, writes out the questions he's going to be asked and tells him how to answer them? Now, Stu, if he wasn't cognitively impaired, he would know how to answer them. One thing I've always thought, Stu, in my uh, years on this earth, if you tell the truth, you don't need notes. You just tell what you know to be the truth. Yeah. Um, it kind of really shows, Stu, how demented he is. One, that he needs the cheat sheets. Um, you know, somebody could say, hey, uh, you flubbed this up yesterday, but he's being programmed like a robot. And that comes from another source, Stu, and we all know where that comes from. Um, today, he was at a press conference, and uh, he looks at his notes, and he says, okay, we can only take one question. Uh, Darlene Superville with AP. Now, we each agreed we'd take one question, and uh, I'll, as I'll recognize someone first. Uh, Darlene Superville, Associated Press. 
So he doesn't even look at the crowd. He's being told who to call on. Hmm, yeah. I wonder why. Wonder if who he calls on has a prescripted question and he has right in his little book the answer. He was so hostile when Peter Ducey was asking him about his flubs in Poland. And he, is, he essentially said that Ducey was a liar for saying that that was the case and then didn't want to share any information with Ducey about what would be a harsh reaction to Putin if he did something like a, a chemical attack. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like just in the last couple of days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know none of the three occurred. None of the three. Occurred. None of the three. Mr. President, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We we're talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending. To I was referring to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops that were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. It's so gross. The, it's almost like the pageantry of the demented president and the pageantry of living in this society where you have an emperor without clothes and all these uh, sycophants who just say, oh, you look beautiful today. Your robe's so amazing. I mean, we are truly living the, that, that fairy tale. Yeah, it's like the uh, kings of England and France who, have, who are young and have to have a regent. What was it? Louis the 15th. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Stu. Um, Stu, is, um, does he get mad because he's Irish? Most likely. That's why he's so passionate, according to a former CIA director. What do you say? So this goes back to Leon Panetta, who said that when Biden gets fiery, whenever he gets emotional, it's because of his Irish background. And I just think that's the most uh, yeah. ludicrous thing to say. That, it's funny uh, how they can use race and ethnic, ethnicity when they think it, it benefits them. But when there's no issue of race or ethnicity at all, and they don't like an answer, they go racism, ethnicity issues, uh, cultural appropriation. I mean, geez. Mm. Besides, I don't think he's all Irish anyway, Stu. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just a, a ludicrous thing. And, you know, this guy was a CIA director. He was the secretary of defense at one time. The fact that um, and he was chief of staff for Bill Clinton. So this is this is this is the swamp. This is how the swamp comes out to defend their own. I think he was one of the 60 people who signed the uh, Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation letter. Wasn't oh, he? Panetta? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Uh, I think he was. 
Give me 30 <laughs> seconds. I can find out. Will you find look out. it up and I'll keep talking. How's that? Okay. okay. Um, the White House uh, apparently intentionally left out a case in the materials they sent to the Senate Judiciary Committee on KBJ. There was a dude who was, uh, you know, the United States was prosecuting him. He had 6,500 child porn pics. And I mean child. And uh, um, the recommended sentencing was um, 84 months. Uh, he got 60 months. Next to I'm a reasonable guy. Um, sometimes judges, for good reason, give somebody less than the recommended sentencing. But the real issue here is um, they left this case out. They lied again. Uh, so falsus uh, unum, falsum omnibus do. When you lie about one thing, you're likely lying about all kinds of stuff. Um, Stu, I think you know something about this Florida gay right, I mean, DeSantis, hey, you can't talk to our children about sex, uh, first grade, I mean, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade is the way I think it is, where um, the liberal teachers unions were talking to children about transgenderism and and, um, and gay sex and regular sex and all this stuff that children do not need to hear. Uh, well, Florida teacher's all upset because he can't talk about his gay relationship to his children, to the children, his five-year-old children. Uh, Stu, parents should make decisions like this. The government ought not to be involved in any kind of sex education to children to begin with. Um, but still, this whole idea that it's a gay bill, it's an anti-gay bill, is more, is again, they want to normalize homosexuality. Um, and again, they want to destroy conventions of the past. But if you, if you have a legitimate concern about homosexuality and your child being taught that, then you're gaslighted and you're a Nazi. And it wasn't but 10 years ago, Stu, before the Supreme Court case, it's way 80% of Americans fell. Uh, now, now you have something to say on this, Stu. Yes, uh, DeSantis came out and had a big defense concerning this, you know, Disney. And this Disney story is a little bit more complicated than we have time for. But you've had like another CEO of Disney come out and denounce it and make the current CEO be more vocal about denouncing it. And Disney is now saying that they're going to actively work to uh, thwart this. And Hollywood is also involved with this. And, you know, DeSantis uh, said, Hey, you, you all had every chance to call the office to talk to our legislators about this and you never did. And so it's a little bit superficial for you all to now say this, you know, we signed the, the parents' rights and education bill. It's interesting when, like, a Disney-owned ABC would put that out on tweet. They'd say, Governor DeSantis signs bill to prohibit uh, instruction in sexual identity and gender identity in some grades. Some grades. Why would they say some grades instead of K through three? It's just amazing if you're trying to inform the – so you saw a lot of this. But then for Disney to come out and put a statement and say – that the bill should have never passed 
and that they are going to actively work to repeal it, I think one was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. I also thought it was interesting. I talked to the Speaker of the House yesterday afternoon, and he said Disney never called him while they were putting this through the House. They didn't seem to have a problem with it when it was going through. If this was such an affront, why weren't they speaking up at the outset? And yet they won't. Now they want to get points after the legislation is passed and um, show the world, you know, how sympathetic they are and get virtue signaling points. Yeah. And then DeSantis, you know, stuck it right back at him and said, if this was the don't talk about Uyghurs bill, Disney would be all about it. And then for them to say they're going to actively work to repeal substantive protections for parents as a company that is supposedly marketing its services to parents with young children, uh, I think they crossed the line. And, you know, people ask me, you know, kind of about, you know, their posture on the bill. I said, you know what? If we would have put in the bill that you were not allowed to have curriculum that discussed the oppression of the Uyghurs in China, Disney would have endorsed that in a second. And that's the hypocrisy of this. And, um, you know, we're going to make sure we're fighting back when people are threatening our parents and threatening our kids. Because they have been perfectly fine to film movies like Mulan and areas where they had the Uyghur concentration camps. So DeSantis fires it right back at their ass in an articulate way. I like that. As you know, the Brits have been keeping better records on COVID than the Americans have. The American... Uh, have been hiding the ball from the public. The Brits, not so much. A little bit, but not so much. So their version of the CDC is called the United Kingdom Health Security Agency. And they have been reported on negative, been reporting on negative efficacy. Well, Stu, negative efficacy is where you have a vaccine that causes more damage than what it's intended to vaccinate against. In other words, um, you, so you have a vaccine to stop COVID. It causes more COVID than the unvaccinated would have. Um, and it's solely because of the experimental drug in there, negative efficacy. Well, Stu, let me give you a few, uh, uh, notes from an article around the world now the two guys are getting a lot of notoriety for this one is dr paul alexander um and the other is a guy named edward dowd who's a black rock researcher used to be a big money manager there dr paul alexander who is the assistant professor at mcmaster university a COVID White House advisor has written about this. Um, he has said, in plain language, taking the vaccine escalates your risk of getting infected. Negative efficacy. This is bad as the evidence is clear that these vaccines are non-sterilizing and that they do not stop infection, transmission, death, or, hospitaliz or hospitalization. They never, ever worked. I will debate anyone on this. Um, 
then he said that Pfizer offered him a million bucks and 50,000 a month if he would stop writing pieces on this. Jesus. Um, yeah. Um, the repercussions of these of the negative efficacy with these COVID vaccines show massively increased all-cause mortality numbers reported by life insurance companies. Uh, we've reported on that, Stu, about a month or two ago. 40% increases in unexplainable statistical deaths in certain age groups. It has nothing to do with dying of COVID, but it has to do with other um, causes of death. Why all of a sudden, after 100 years of keeping records, all of a sudden these deaths are up 40% exactly the same time they get the vaccine. Edward Dowd, the BlackRock guy, um, he is... Um, He's bringing all this to light uh, and writing articles on it. And his analysis suggests that upwards of 61,000 excess deaths due to negative efficacy in the, have been already in the millennial group. That's more people that have died in the Vietnam War. Um, but he also shows how these excess deaths are showing up in all age groups, and he refers to it as the greatest fraud in modern history. And he says, if you look at the world, uh, 4.52 billion souls have been vaccinated, representing about 57.9% of the population. Well, you can imagine how big the negative efficacy number is of people who are ill, have been given permanent damage, uh, have not been cured of COVID, but that's the least of these issues, and deaths when you have a high negative efficacy on 4.52 billion folks. Mm -hmm. He says it's the greatest crime of all time. Um, he goes further to say, my practice has, has, has witnessed all of this. Since the vaccine rollout, patients are coming down with heart attacks, aggressive cancers, and deaths in explosive numbers. My, um, and he talks about the book that he just wrote um, having to do with all this. Stu. So, Stu, I mean, this is fraud on a massive scale. Um, we've always said on this show that, you know, these are experimental drugs. Um, you know, Dr. Malone and Peter McCullough's analysis say certain things. Uh, it's undeniable. They gaslight them. They shut those guys down. They won't let those guys talk. Mm -hmm. And here are more and more people who are reporting this. This is the government of the United Kingdom that is reporting uh, these massive negative efficacy um, numbers. And what happens in our country? The media just ignores this stuff. Yeah. And um, the, there, there was a court case where um, the Supreme Court ruled, yeah, uh, Biden is Biden is the commander in chief, and he says all the military has to be vaccinated. They have to be vaccinated. Just totally disregarding this information. All right, so I'm moving on here. Um, NBC uh, put out pictures of Will Thomas, aka Leah Thomas, and guess what they do, Stu? They <laughs> they doctor his picture so he looks more like a girl. Now, why would you do that? Still, if it's okay for him to be a, a man with nuts and a Johnson, um, 
competing against girls, why do you have to doctor his picture? If it's okay, why? It's because they, this is all about destruction of convention. And um, um, it's the neo-Marxist way. They want to just destroy, but they can't be honest about it. Um, they did the same thing to Joe Rogan when Joe Rogan announced he had COVID, where they made his skin tone look grayish to indicate that he was really sick. Right. Because he had taken ivermectin. Yeah. Um, so, Stu, I didn't watch the Academy Awards, uh, but apparently uh, this goes right to our Ron DeSantis, DeSantis story. Amy Schumer, you know, 225 pounds of Smithfield ham. Wanda Sykes, who, by the way, is from Portsmouth, and Regina Hall, um, one of them says, we're going to have a gay time tonight. And then they all shout uh, to the people of Florida, gay, gay, gay. We're going to have a great night uh, tonight. And for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay, gay, gay. Again, this is an attempt to just gaslight folks who might feel differently. If you are for traditional values, you're a Nazi. Um, also, part of the elite Hollywood crowd, Stu, you know, there are several of these Hollywood stars and starlets who have been in the news saying silence is violence. So if you speak up for if you don't speak up for one of their wacko causes, you're silent, and that means um, you're committing violent acts. Um, but yet, last night, they witnessed a violent act, an actual violent act, and guess who's silent, Stu? Shows you what just complete uh, frauds they are. I all right, so that's all I got. Okay. Um, I just have a few quick things that kind of, is all about democratic policy. Um, so Nancy Pelosi says she fears for our democracy if Republicans win the House and insist her party will pick up seats despite trailing in the polls and facing a GOP bloodbath in November. So interesting to see that. And, you know, I, I certainly have my own commentary on when they love to throw this word democracy around, when we are, in fact, a republic that's supposed to be governed by a constitution, which we trample upon all the time. I don't believe in the constitution, Stu, because the constitution gets in their way of total power. Yes, and this is one of those reasons why they want to get rid of the electoral college so we can have New York and California govern policy for the rest of the 48 states and determine what life should be like because they have their own ideas, but it just all goes back to why they like to throw around, or why they like to throw around that word democracy. Now, AOC says Democrats need to go further left to stand a chance in the midterms. Squad member, hence Biden is ignoring progressives, should use more executive actions and claim she predicted Manchin would kill Build Back Better. So, but then she is a good little, she's a good little lefty. And she says, 
I have the utmost respect and confidence in the president, but I just feel like we called it two different plays on this one. Two different plays. Yeah, like I guess it's supposed to be like a football play. Mm. So, and also the grossness of calling yourself a progressive and then thinking that there should be more executive action from the president. <laughs> what that's what's progressive about rule by fiat. What she means by progressive is Marxist totalitarianism. Oh, I, mean, I know. When you don't believe, yeah, when you don't believe in constraining the public, uh, the whims of, of democracy, and having checks and, and balances, and respecting the rule of law, you are a Marxist. Um, and, and you want to do away with all those things that you know, keep things in check, because what you ultimately want to do is take over and then kill everybody, which is what always happens. Doesn't start that way, Stu. Some of these intellectual Marxists throughout history go, well, I know that we have this rule of law and we have these uh, constitutional provisions and this and that, but it's okay that we violate them because it's for the good of the cause. Then they get in power and people threaten them and they kill them and then they kill more and then they take away any liberties you had and, and create a genocide. That's the way it works. Yes, and so the Progressive Caucus also said that they had they have a list of demands for the president, and they want Joe Biden to just use executive orders to make these things happen. So, in other words, violate the Constitution, violate the law, and take over the United States government. That's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's let's something, overthrow something. the government that's basically what they're saying yeah it's uh. it's definitely getting into a very weird place it's just amazing how out of touch both nancy and aoc can be in their own respective ways i mean yeah they're not in the real world Stu, um, what this bitch doesn't understand is that everything you see, Stu, you see this phone, you see this paper, see this drink, you know how it gets there? Through capitalism. Yeah. Um, socialism doesn't produce anything. It takes. She's an idiot. Yeah, or the fact that someone having a smartphone is probably the most equalizing thing that has maybe ever happened in the history of mankind, you know, having access to all of humanity's collective knowledge at your fingertips, but they don't see it that yeah, way. And they don't, they want to bitch about the past, not understanding that there's never been a better time to be alive than right this very second. And that mankind has progressed more in, um, in point, zero 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 one percent of the time they've been on the planet over the last hundred years than any other time and they ought to be thankful and they ought to shut the fuck up excuse me student i say that word okay and then just one last thing uh, colonel douglas mcgregor was on part of the problem today and so you know i've touted him as someone i consider to be an expert on what's going on right now in, in russia and the ukraine and, you know, it's a 40-minute interview. If you got the time to watch it, 
I think it was pretty stellar. And again, why can't we go back to the kind of country that we were 100 years ago, which in most cases was interested in intervening to end conflicts, not with military power, but to offer its services as an objective partner, as someone who could bring two sides together and avoid a larger, more destructive conflict. We could do that. We have a lot of power still. We still have a great economy in many respects. We're destroying it with our debt finance consumption and shipping our jobs overseas. We know that. But the point is, we could do a lot of good as opposed to all of the disastrous wrongs that we've been engaged in. But as you know, if you say those things, you're a traitor, you're a Putin agent, you're an enemy of everything good, and that's the game that's played in Washington. But that's all I got for you today. Okay. Yeah, I might watch it then, Stu. Um, all right, Stu. Well, have fun in Washington at the orgies. I ho- I'm hoping McCarthy doesn't call me in and question me. Sounds like he might. <laughs> you can always plead the fifth, Stu. That's your constitutional right. Don't forget that. Valid point. Thank you. Thank you. Later. Go get him. Did you 